Okay. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is BGRS, uh, and this is the recap of Insecure, um, episode six. And I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and just break down the episode by characters. Um, I'm going to start with Lawrence first. Uh, Lawrence has been uh fucking. <laughs> Everything's going well at the job, and Lawrence has been smashing every cute girl that has looked his way, which no one is upset about. I mean, you know, you're young, and you uh, have a nice job. You got your own place, and you're single. Uh, Do what you do. But we want you to wrap that thing up, too. Um, So I guess Insecure is trolling everybody since, Last season, they got so much flack. Was it last season, or it could have been the season before? I don't know. Or both seasons. Uh, This season, too. They have gotten so much flack about uh, not seeing the characters use condoms, and uh, we get to see the consequence of that. Um, Lawrence ends up catching the clap, um, and (laughs) he has to call everybody... um, that he's had sex with, which is a messed up thing to do. But um, unlike his friend Chad, his friend Chad was like, you shouldn't even did all of this. But, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Talking about survival of the fittest. Um, but, yeah, he ends up calling all the girls that he slept with, which is uh, a lengthy list. He even called a girl he thought he slept with and got roasted because she was just like, bruh. Really, you don't even know who you slept with. But um, we kind of see Lawrence talk about, you know, he's 32 and, you know, this ain't the way to live. I don't know if he was talking about, like, having all this. Well, yeah, he was talking about having sex. He said all he do is work and have and fuck. So he sees that this is probably not how he wants his life to continue this is not where he uh want to keep doing which i can respect um but we got to see a little bit of chad this episode chad hive for life hey i know he ain't shit but i love me some chad you know what you're getting with chad that's that's what i can respect and um chad does not get married Matter of fact, his wife leaves him at the altar for titty fucking strippers, which is such a Chad thing to do. <laughs> and Chad is obviously hurt by doing this, um, by her leaving him, but he refuses to address it just like a nigga. That's like that's such a Chad thing to do. Um but we see, you know, Chad and um, Derek and Lawrence at the bar, and Derek is just the other end of Lawrence, just a, the sensible friend who gives good advice and calls you out on your shit. Um, but, you know, when Derek is there, Derek was like, you know, would you, they were talking about cheating, and Chad was like, he wasn't cheating. She, what he say? He left her such a Chad thing to say he didn't he didn't leave the girl the girl left him at the altar but anyway um they get to the subject of cheating and Lawrence was asked 
would he take Issa back? And uh, he was like, hell no. He said that a little too quick for me because um, when you see Issa and Lawrence at Tiffany's baby shower, it's obvious that he still has feelings for Issa. But we'll get to that in a minute. So um, I think that was pretty much it with Lawrence. We'll get to Lawrence and Issa uh, thing later, that little conversation. Uh, Do I got anything else to say about Chad? No. Chad is just toxic masculinity personified. Um, Yeah, let's get to Issa. So, um... Issa goes to Inglewood City Hall to file for um, her little Coco Cella thing. And I didn't really think that she was serious. I thought this was just her high moment when she was on all those drugs. And I didn't think she really wanted to do it. But she is falling. She's going through with it. And she's going through with it head first. She ain't started no Pinterest board. She ain't wrote no shit down. She just flying by the seat of her pants by herself with the uh, support of Nathan, which I appreciate. But uh, I want her to do a little bit more research first. I I, want to win, and I want Issa to do well, and I want her to be passionate about something, and I'm glad that she's passionate about this project. But, uh, yeah, girl, you, you sound like you still don't know what you want you, you know, what, you know what you want to do, but you don't know how to go about doing it. And, uh, yeah, I want her to get, you know, a little bit more concrete about her vision. Uh, so yeah, Nathan meets her outside of the, uh, the city hall with a coffee and she just seemed so downtrodden because she was like, this is going to be a lot of work. Um, and he was like, yeah, you just have to fill out this paperwork. And then he realized it's a lot of paperwork. And, um, yeah, he's supportive, which is good. And I think she needs that in her corner. However, yeah, she needs to iron out some details. But anyway, so uh, they're back at Issa's place, and um, Issa is talking about where she wants to have the event, and Nathan seems to be zoned out a little bit. And uh, Nathan asks, you know, how do you know if it's real, bruh? Nathan sound like a jailbird ass nigga, like <laughs> like he need to find some place to stay. We gonna get to that in a minute, but uh, I don't know if Nathan is really falling for her or uh, the unfortunate event of what happened in the lift has gotten them into trouble. Now, I've mentioned that I thought that Nathan was a jailbird or a felon or something. Something happened in Houston for him to move to LA and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like he's not being forthcoming about his situation. Um, cause he just kind of leaves Issa. And I think he 
kind of ghosted her when she sends the text about the investigation for Lyft. And, yeah, I, something happened. I don't know what happened. I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of it. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't see Nathan ass no more. But it's definitely something. He just kind of dipped out on a nigga. Just ain't said nothing. Won't send no text messages back. The Lyft situation gets resolved. And the lady who told uh, Issa, like, you know, yeah, we heard from Nathan Campbell. And but he ain't returned no phone calls, so that makes me that makes me further believe that his one phone call that he had in jail was to lift <laughs> to iron out some shit. So uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's going on with the Nathan situation. We'll figure it out. I have my theories. A lot of people have their theories about him being, you know, uh, a jailbird, which I kind of hope it doesn't go in that direction because everybody else, I don't want to say everybody else, but quite a few people think the same thing. But, uh, yeah. So um, let's go to Tiffany's baby shower. And Tiffany has already had friends. She had friends in her other pocket to help her plan the baby shower. And uh, Issa and Molly's, uh, they were going to come early to help. And they don't don't need to be there that early, apparently, because Tiffany don't need that help, which will become a uh, point of contention at the baby shower. When uh, Kelly shows up with her Gladys Knight cupcakes, and she told that young lady to take the midnight train to Georgia, (laughs) and and, uh, put them damn cupcakes out. Uh, But, yeah, this was brought up last the last episode that Tiffany was like, you know, things are changing, and she... She felt the change, but I think uh, I, I think uh, Molly and Kelly felt the change as well. They knew that some things were, you know, Tiffany was, you know, having a baby. She's having a big life change, but they weren't very accepting of it. They were kind of assholes about it. They've been assholes about it since last season, like felt like Tiffany was going to be too much and, um, the whole Coachella thing, like, Issa was like, fuck that baby. <laughs> they have not been good friends to Tiffany, honestly. Oh, yeah, and they had the whole little group chat thing without Tiffany. So, I mean, Tiffany had to find, well, I don't know if she had to find, like, she just went out intentionally and found other friends. She probably already had friends in the pocket. But, uh, you know, and Tiffany brought up a great point. You know, you guys didn't want to plan my baby shower. You guys didn't even think about or talk about planning the baby shower. And uh, Issa was like, well, you weren't going to have us planning no way. But she was like, so what? Shit, y'all still could have asked. But Kelly said she wanted to do it, and she kind of closed Kelly out. So I don't know what's going on with that. I think, um, I very well think that 
Tiffany did that shit on purpose because she felt like she was being left out and she closed Kelly out like, you know, okay, y'all don't want me to be in the group chat? Okay, I got another friend in my pocket. And she gonna plan me the bomb ass baby shower, shower, which she which she did. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're. I don't feel like it's over for them. I think Kelly and Tiffany will eventually make up. Um, but I hope that Molly and Issa kind of realize that you've been a shitty friend to Kelly, even though she bougie. You know who she is. You know who you got as a friend, and I hope they're more, um, I hope they're a little bit better to Tiffany, be a better friend to her. Uh, I think that's it for Issa. Let's get to Molly crazy ass. So uh, Molly sends her assistant out to go get a, uh, a baby shower gift for Tiffany, and Molly was kind of shady towards her. Uh, assistant there like the assistant is clearly pregnant and you know the assistant was just kind of volunteering information which sometimes can get on my nerves but you know I guess she could have been a little more open to her it just seemed like she was jealous of her situation (laughs) just that was kind of rude um, and then we also find out that Andrew, who is Nathan's friend, has Molly's jacket, which I thought the white people had stolen the damn jacket, but uh, apparently Andrew had it, and he's been wanting to get it back to her. Um, and when Molly goes to pick it up, Andrew pushes up on her, child. Girl. She better holler at Andrew. I don't know what's wrong with her. She better get with that man. And her excuse for not wanting to get with Andrew is that she doesn't want to um, involve herself because she's always seen herself with a black man, which I guess, Molly, but you seem real bougie about not talking to Asian men. And shout out to Issa. Because this was a big hot topic on Twitter a couple of months ago before Insecure premiered. That in her show, I'm not not in her show, in her book that was written four years ago, she brought up uh, a point about black women and Asian men being the not the least likely, but um, the least desired people to date. And she kind of linking Molly together with Asian dude Andrew, um, which he cute. I think she need to holler at him. And um, so does Tiffany and Issa. Not Tiffany, Kelly and Issa. <laughs> Kelly says, <laughs> a tumbleweed done tumbled out your pussy. <laughs> out your pussy, girl, she's so stupid. But, um, yeah, so... Um, and she is still hesitant. She doesn't want to do it. But when she gets with Dro or she sees Dro at the baby shower, ugh, Dro, boo. She sees Dro at the baby shower. She gets into it with Dro. Dro is an asshole talking about, uh, now you want to talk. Now, now we're talking or whatever he said. Um, 
which he didn't have to say. All he had to say was just like, you know, just be polite. Damn, you can't be cordial to each other while y'all at the function. I guess if if they ain't fucking at the function, then they don't want to, he can't be cordial to her. Boo. But anyway, um, that's when Molly decides that she wants to go out with Andrew, which I think is whack. But we see in the previews that she eventually does hang out with Andrew. Look like she's going to hang out with him a couple of times, give him, be nice to him a couple of times. So we'll see. But Andrew got swag, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know if she's going to get that nigga the time of day, though. Also, at Tiffany's baby shower, we find out that Candace ass is pregnant. Now, she looked like she early in the pregnancy because you can't really tell that she having a baby. But I think my theory is Dro has known for quite some time. He probably known since since he been fucking off with Molly. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people were saying that, you know, why is Molly shocked that Candace is pregnant? I mean, that's her husband. But it's just I, I was shocked. I was messed up by it. Like, God damn. That's fucked up. Like, you know, it's just something weird about that. Which she knew what she was getting into, but I don't know. It's just, it rubbed me the wrong way. And then for him to be an asshole about it. And then for him not to tell her. Like, it's, this, I don't know. I, I, I guess he couldn't tell her. Because why would he tell her? They weren't talking. But I feel like he knew before Molly made that ultimatum. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think I have any more to talk about this episode. Um, it was good. This There was two back-to-back episodes that were decent. I felt like the first four were kind of set-ups. Even though I did enjoy them, this is... These last two have been comical as well as uh, got some dirt in them. So, <laughs> got two more episodes left, seven and eight. We'll see what happens. Um, I guess that's it. So, you can follow me on Twitter. My name is BGRS. Um, and hit me up in the comments. If some of you guys follow me on Facebook, I'm not, not putting my uh, government name out there, but if you're following me on Facebook, hit me up about what you think. Thank you guys for listening, and I will holler at y'all on the flip side. Peace out. <laughs>